And we're live. We Hello, are, everybody. We are live for series five. Huh? Hey, rhyming. Yeah. Now, um, can I sing this? Because there's, there's a song I want to sing right now. Can I, I sing this? this? Is such an ominous opening to anything. What, well, what can you say? It's not the most ominous question. It's like, can I show you what's in my pocket is a more ominous question. And can I sing this? Is unprompted is just about up there with, can I tell you about the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? So what, well, what can you sing, Emerson? That was not what I wanted to sing, but when what, you said that, what I was, can you, Yeah. Okay. Um, do, 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 do. One, two. Three, four, five, everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't want to. Because it's Series 5, I thought I'd sing um, I'm my number 5. so fucking impressed at how good that sounded. I thought it was going to be dog shit, and then it wasn't. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear it back. Um, should I keep singing, or do you want me to sing? I was actually about to pick it up, and I realized that I do not remember that stanza of Mambo Number no. 5 anywhere near well enough. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit a little of Erica bit by, Erica my, by side. my side. A little bit a little of Rita's bit all I need. A little bit a little of Tina's bit what I see. Oh, no, hold on. I'm going to change the lyrics, okay? In the sun. I'm changing the lyrics, okay? I a little bit that. of Ashling in my life, oh, a little bit God. of Bob by my side, a little bit of Markinish, all I need, a little bit of Sally's what I see, <laughs> a little bit of Alex in the sun, a little bit of Gregory all night long, a little bit of Tasty, here I am, a little bit of Joe makes me your man. Jump oh. up and down and move it all around. Shake your hand to the sky. Put your hands on the ground. Take a oh, Okay, I'm running out of strength and my fingers to keep clicking. Mambo yeah. number YTSN. That's the episode right now. Well, I wanted to sing a number five related song for series five. That's, I, I'm going to hand it to you right now. That went so much better considering that you dropped that on me completely unprompted. But I, I totally did you, like, the, did you like the lyric change with me adding the contestants? I, I really did. I really did. I, we're calling this Mambo number YTSN, right? Um, Mambo or number Mambo, something. Mambo number series five. Mambo series five. Yeah, yeah that that was a great opening. That was a great opening uh, for those. Okay, um, so what you've just heard is the original intro for this episode, because this is our second time recording uh, Series 5, Episode 1. The last time was... Very uh, bad. And did did we tell them in the Taskmaster number 5 intro that this is Season 5 of, well, of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast? Well, whatever series of Taskmaster we're covering is the series our podcast is on because we like to take little breaks after so we don't exert ourselves. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, anyway, um, so we've still got that hype uh, intro um, and now it's just cut, cut back to reality. Yeah, like we yeah. said, the first yeah. recording of this episode went awful. I experienced some problems with the cable to my microphone. Uh, I've since got a new cable, and I hope we haven't experienced don't ex we don't experience that problem again. We haven't if, so far. If um, any of you have experience with using Zencaster, we were on recording number twelve when we finished the uh, first version of that, which is very bad. It was very bad. 
Yeah. Everything was bad. And I know, I know we're not the best or most professional podcast, but even by our standards, it was not good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was so bad. But uh, now we are. Um, anyway, let's, done. let's uh, take away the somber tone because um, hello everybody. And welcome to series five of your time starts now, a taskmaster podcast. I'm Joe. And I am also Joe. No, you're supposed to say I'm Emerson. I thought I'd mix it up this time. <laughs> we, we don't plan a lot of these things, so that's why no, it's... No, we don't. That's what you're hearing, I mean, is our raw and genuine reactions. Yeah, um, that- let's quickly redo some banter. Um, did you have a good Christmas, Joe? Yes, I did. I got a new microphone for Christmas. Which is why this probably sounds better. It better sound better. I still have the same microphone, and even though it cost me quite a bit of money, uh, sometimes it still sounds a bit shite. It's a Blue Yeti. Um, maybe I'm just unprofessional. Um, I don't like to sit up at my desk when recording. I always like to lie down um, because it's just more comfortable for me. And, yeah, um, I had a good Christmas. Uh, fairly bog standard. Uh, I, I realized. I realized last that I'm an ad- Sorry. Oh, I was going to say. I realized that I am now fully an adult because part of my Christmas gifts from my parents were thick socks and new underwear, and I was absolutely ecstatic to get that because <laughs> it means I don't have to fucking buy them. So I was thrilled that I got socks and underwear, and that is when you know you are an adult. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know you're also an adult when um, getting money is uh, more, you feel relieved to get money and not excited. I mean, I I still like getting actual presents. Money, I always feel, money, I always feel giving money is such a fucking cop-out. I'd much rather hunt down an actual present. I'm, I'm, what I've realized is that ca- cash is a very safe present, but it's also the only present that no one can hate. You've given me the wrong denomination. How dare you? Get rid of this. I wanted $100 bills, not tens. If you're real, how to show you're a really shitty person. No, how to leave a... Because um, I saw this vine a while ago. It doesn't have as much of impact as over here. Um, but it was called How to Leave a Tip for a Really Shitty Waitress. Now, obviously, um, if, in case you... I say obviously, in case you don't know, tipping culture is not a thing in this country. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm aware of that. Uh, if, you, if you ever come here, do not tip anyone. Well, don't I, tip. Don't tip people at the I, bar. Don't tip people. I've bring you been food. to Europe. I know that. You've been to Europe. Has so many different countries and cultures. We're not all just one. We're not. We don't all have the same culture. I've been to Ireland. I've been to Iceland. I've been to places. I have been to places that your country colonized. I'm aware of the of the Anglosphere culture. Have you actually been to my country? No. 
Okay. Um, your country did. Your country, though, notably, is not Europe. But yes, I am aware that no, tipping it, isn't I've, a thing. I got. I don't want to get into this. You words cannot describe me how much I don't want to talk about this. But I'm going to say this right now: we are not part of the European Union. I know. We are still that was part of geographical Europe. What? Are you, are you, are you, do, you, do all of you think Africa is a country? A not insignificant number of people would think that, although I will say that South Africa is a country and the Central African Republic is a country, but there is no titch singular country called Africa. Well, no duh. But no, some people do think that, and that's because they failed geography. <laughs> um, but anyway. also, that, what were you saying about tip culture? Is the how to leave a tip for... Well, actually, I can tell you oh, how that, to leave a that, shitty... No, can I, I can, say how? Can I say how this vine did it first? Because I'll yeah. be able to do it in about twenty thirty seconds. You're probably going to go on for like twenty thirty minutes. <laughs> anyway, so basically, it's like you put you put your five dollar bill in a glass of water. You put a paper placemat on top of the water, and then and then you and then you, you leave. And try and pull the placemat out. So that the water doesn't go through. Yeah, no, no. And then you have, the you have an upside down jar. glass of water with a $5 bill in it. That's a douchebag move, but th this is not advanced douchebag. <laughs> you Advan think douchebag so much. Have you played South Park, The Stick of Truth? No. Well, basically, no, you, no. you get, because one of, I, I haven't either, but what I do know is that when you're first creating the name for your character, because um, Cartman will. Um, like, what does this have you, to do with tipping? No, it's it's got to do with you saying the word douchebag. Okay. And uh, so, like, you chose your name for yourself. Like, you have said douchebag, and he's like, "Is is this what you want to go with?" No, I said this name. Are you sure you want to go with douchebag? No, I want this I, name. All right, douchebag it is. And then you're just referred to douchebag as the rest by. You don't, get to, you don't get to accuse me of going on tangents when you just did that. Okay, but no, I was At going least to, my tangents are short. I was going to say that extreme douchebag tipping is when you... Eat, there are two of them. First of all is when you don't leave a tip at all, which is a douchebag move on a really big check. Second of all is what... um the is what people will do when they're like real evangelical Christians and stuff like that. And this is not a statement on religion, but they're the ones who have the props for this, which is that they will have a thing that says that looks half of it's a looks like money. Like it's a bill that like, it's like a piece of paper that half of it looks like a $20 bill and you leave that under the plate. And when you pull it out, the other half of it's a thing that says, What's more valuable than money? Question mark. The love of God. And it's and it's like a thing telling you to love Jesus. And it's not actual money. Oh fucking hell. Which no no no. There this is that is top tier douchebag tipping, but nothing pales in compare that pales in comparison to the one time I saw it happen at a restaurant, and I can't remember where this was. I think it was like a chain restaurant, the people wrote down on the tip line cash, 
which because you pay with cre- a lot of times you pay with credit cards nowadays. So if you want to leave a cash tip that way, so it doesn't get added to your bill, you'll write zero zero. And I will write cash on there if I'm leaving a cash tip, because that way I don't feel like the jackass who's writing zero dollars on the tip line. Oh, um, okay. Well, no, no. Even even though I'm leaving a tip, you know, it it fe- it's like one of those societal peer pressure things. So these people wrote cash on the tip line on the receipt and then left nothing. <sighs> and I think their intention was to basically make the busboy get yelled at for stealing the tip. And but on the the server was the one who cleaned the table, like five seconds after they left, and it was. It's like there's like bad person and then there's up there, which is like, holy shit. They had anyway, a plan. Anyway, um, would you like to start uh, talking Taskmaster once again? I would. I would love to talk about the same episode we talked about before. This is Taskmaster Season 5, Episode 1. It is entitled Dignity Intact. Um, should we run through our contestants? Yes, we should. We have Ashling B from a TV show I didn't watch. She's from Ashling B is known for uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, uh, the Disney Plus <clears throat> success, and also Living with You. Living is it living? Living with living with myself is either living with you or fucker. She was in something with Paul Rudd, um, Bob Mortimer, um, best known. known for- to- his appearances on Would I Lie to You and many other things. And his work with some guy, other guy whose name escapes me. Um, next up, we've got uh, Literal Heron. Sorry, I mean Mark Watson. Um, Nish Kumar, who is an absolute lost cause. And Sally Phillips, who you may best know as Tilly in Miranda. And I would just like to say that in the uh, the first recording we did of this, we actually made it the entire way through the list and then realized that we'd forgotten to even mention Nish Kumar, which is the most Nish Kumar way to refer to Mish- Nish Kumar. And also the reason I said uh, Mark Watson was a literal heron is because he's constantly compared to a heron. Yes. Um, from from this task, uh, from, from this first lineup of people um i would like to point out that there is a floral shirt count of two sally and ashling both are wearing floral patterned shirts i'm going to keep a list of this because i like floral shirts um <laughs> um that reminds me of a would i lie to you segment where a, a woman who worked i guess who was a woman who worked in the fashion industry uh said i something about I don't tend to trust men who wear floral shirts or something like, I don't think men who wear floral shirts are particularly intelligent. Either way, uh, Lee Mag, who is one of the regulars on Would I Like You, was wearing a floral shirt at this time. So it was funny. Oh, yeah. And, and, Lee then, Mack- he, and then he brutally roasted her. Oh, yeah. No, I would too. Because Lee Mack is, Lee Mack is incredibly quick on his feet on Would I Lie to You. Yeah, Lee Mack is... Lee Mac is at his best on Would I Lie to You. Um, we'll save our talk for Lee Mac when we get to his series, which is admittedly in six series time. So, yeah. but yeah, I do like Lee Mac, even though he sadly didn't end up being the star of the series for me. Um, mm. But anyway, um, so obviously our taskmaster is Greg Davis 
and little Alex Horn have returned. You could have thought that was Greg saying it, couldn't you? No. Really? No. You, you don't have. You don't have the accent. Let me try, try, try and do my impression of Greg. No. Okay. I don't know. We'll save it for the series finale. Okay. Or champion of champions, whichever the one of the two. We can, yes. Hmm. Oh, also I've realized there was someone I would like to give a shout out to, but I want to get the name right. So I'm going to do the shout out midway through the episode while Joe, so I can find the person's name while Joe is talking about a task and I can just go off and search for it. But there is a very specific person I want to shout out, and you will all know why. Um, anyway, so, uh, the banter. Alex has abandoned his diet. Uh, he was on the no solids or liquids diet, just feasting on gas. And now he's back to eating cocktail sausages and two packs of Imodium a day, which is very... How are you still alive, Alex Horn? Thankfully, it's just comedic banter. I actually... I'm not sure if this is going to continue through this. I'm not a huge fan of this sort of like Greg is faintly cruel, is like very overtly cruel to Alex sort of banter. It's not my favorite thing. And I'm not sure if that's Do you just think that me. It could partially be to, or not you, but maybe partially due to the American sense of humor. Yeah, actually, I was. If you I was think thinking, of a sitcom in comparison, if you think of a show like um, Friends, in yeah. comparison to something like The Inbetweeners. No, no, actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was actually thinking um, when we talk about Taskmaster USA is one of the reasons why I think that didn't do that well is because they had Alex as the Taskmaster's assistant on it. Yeah. Because um, Alex- when we had Spelvin on, we talked about who could potentially be yeah. uh, on a Taskmaster US episode. Uh, if yeah. you want to uh, share us who you'd like to see, please email us at ytsmpod at gmail.com. Or leave it in the comments of the YouTube video that we have at Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Or send it to us by Morse code. Or throw a brick through Emerson's front window. Uh, Oh, anyway, I I will shout out this person now because I can't really wait. I would like to give a shout out to Will Perry's Productions for uploading all of Taskmaster US to his YouTube channel. Oh, great. So you can watch it then. That's, that's well, great. Well, I can watch it without having to illegally pirate it. Um, oh, yeah. If, they, yeah, if this, been- this, I know this shout out has the potential to age really badly, but as of the 24th of January, 2022, uh, Will Perry's Productions, I thank you very much for being uh, uploading Taskmaster US to your YouTube channel. I've not seen it yet because I want to be... Uh, I'd recommend left- that, you down- that you download those on through a youtube downloader oh they've got a taskmaster spain now jesus christ the episodes of taskmaster spain are like two hours long oh are they in spanish they're spanish with english subtitles oh we should watch that we should taskmaster norway as well we we can't cover all the taskmasters or else we'll yes we can uh, it'll just take us 10 years I feel like you'd have we'd have to start a Patreon and get some money for it because yeah, I do not could. have that sort of motivation to do it for free. Yeah. I Which could do the UK the- version for free, but 
and maybe the, the US way, version and that's it. If if you have a desire to give us money for this, or if you don't have a desire to give us money for this, please do email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com because either way, people listen to this, I've been assured. So I kind of need to know, we kind of want to know what your guys' thoughts on us doing a Patreon or anything sort of like that is. Um, I'm just going to ask you right now. Um, we do you want to do the prize task or the next? Yes, I, I did. I did the prize task the first time we did it, so I figured. Okay, we I should. just wanted to make sure if you still wanted to do it. Anyway, the prize task, uh, Joe. Please. I mean, I mean, if you want to do the prize task, I'm, uh, I'm not fast. Uh, do you do you want to? Uh, no, you can. It's fine. Okay. Um, so the prize task is bring something that makes the most excellent noise. And, uh, of course, everybody brings in just terrible, terrible things. And also Mark Watson brought in something that's good. So, um, Ashling brought in, um, a rave horn which is specifically like an air horn that one uses at a rave. Greg likes this because no it shit, reminds Sherlock. him of being in the uh, 1980s and it makes loud noises and is, and he likes that. Uh, following that up, Bob brought in a, um, it's a small rubber cylinder with a metallic end that it's, supposed to be a bird call that makes the noise of a blackbird this is however not really obvious that it is in fact a blackbird call so um a little disappointing but greg does make the point to not fault bob for this it is the device's fault uh then we have mark watson who brings in a woman named Catherine. who is an Catherine is an opera singer. You cannot win Catherine, uh, but Catherine will sing the name of the winner in an operatic fashion. Uh, then Nish Kumar brings in a CD of, now that's what I call Nish's Laugh, which is a repeating loop of Nish's Laugh. And it's, an it annoy- a, it's as annoying as it sounds. It is a deeply unpleasant sound. It would actually be a better youth disperser than the thing that Sally... Phelps brought in, which is a youth disperser called the Mosquito. What a youth disperser is, is it plays a sound that is deeply unpleasant to people under the age of 25, because around that age, you know, your mileage may vary. um, The ears of people start to change about what higher frequencies they can pick up. And uh, younger people are more likely to hear this incredibly high-pitched, unpleasant noise that will make them go away from the machine. It's an it's an anti-loitering device that I'm I don't like it because it it's it's a very anti-social machine to be uh, to start with, but also we I've come across similar devices like that used for um, keeping pets away and uh, my ears rang for like two hours after I came across one of these things thinking it was turned off and it wasn't and the noise it makes is really something 
So I, I really don't like it. And in fact, the show is illegally a not to play it because it is deeply unpleasant and a little bit age discriminatory. Uh, Greg loves it because he hates the youth. Which so, uh, we've established over and over again. Yes. Uh, naturally, then, um, the scores from Greg are Nish is in last place, Bob is in fourth place, Ashling gets in third, Sally gets in second, and Mark Watson gets a well-deserved first place. Can I make two notes? Yes. Uh, actually, technically three. Um, the first note is uh, my dad listens to this podcast, um, and he told me that we tend to interrupt each other a lot, um, which yeah. is kind of hard. Um, we don't do this with our cameras on um, because some we don't really want to have to stare at each other's ugly faces for... Hey, God I'm hour. fucking gorgeous, I'll have you know. Well, hey, I, I took... Well, hey, 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 I took you down with me because I said we don't have to stare at each other's ugly faces. I know. So in insulting you, I insulted my, also insulted myself. Um, but so yeah, that's, that's a suggestion which we might try to follow up on, but no promises. Hi, Mr. Emerson's dad. I've noticed we've been talking each other over each other since literally the first episode. It's hard to stop. Yeah, true. Uh, second, uh, the laugh that Nish records for his loop recording is a laugh that he actually does, I think, at some point later in the series. I can't say the exact moment for sure, um, but I do remember hearing it on a rewatch of the series not too long ago and thinking, wait, that is Nish's laugh. And the third note I want to make... Sorry, yeah? I was going to say, no, no, I did actually... um read in the comments on reddit or youtube ages ago i think it's episode five or six that it's taken from i don't remember what task but i distinctly remember at least two comments saying that i could be entirely wrong though it's it's well, not when we get to the one we think it could when we will keep our ears peeled for it so when we do hear it we'll let you know it's not in this episode though yeah if you um, do know, please email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com. And the final note is that um, at the end of this episode, um, we will play um, Catherine the Opera Singer singing Bob Mortimer's name to the Taskmaster theme shop. I, I tried to combine the words tune and song, so it kind of sounded like also, kind, sounded uh, kind of racist. Spoiler. Spoiler alert for the end of this episode, I guess. Bob Mortimer does win. I mean, it, to be honest, this pff, <laughs> this episode has existed for nearly five years. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. Um, uh, also, now, do you want to drop the Taskmaster Joe theme so that we can, uh, we can mm. say what I was going to do? Yeah. Next series, series six, we're going to update the Taskmaster Joe jingle. But for now, we can't be bothered. Here we go. Taskmaster Joe. So, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put uh, Sally Phelps last because I really the youth disperser. It doesn't make a good noise, and it just feels a little bit morally wrong to me. So that one goes last. Uh, Nish and Ashling both have 
deeply unpleasant sounds, but for reasons that are entirely different. And so they both get joint forth. Bob's device might not sound like a blackbird, but it's still a fun noise. I really like it. So that's in second. And then Mark Watson brought in an actual human being who will perform a task. So this is this is great. A1, first place. Good show. Indeedly do. I was going to say a Ned Flanders catchphrase, and I thought, do I really want to say that? But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. Uh, indeed. Uh, so the first VT task of Series 5. Uh, we are back at the Taskmaster house, everyone's favorite location, and uh, we're in the in lab. In the lab, specifically. In the lab, and it's set up like... Actually, too feather the lab is always set up like this. Uh, it's got the plastic sheets on the wall so that nothing gets dirty. But Alex is just standing there. Uh, everyone walks in. Um, Ali, Ashling, uh thought that the plastic screen's everywhere and uh, the presence of a white man standing stock still. She thought she had to wank him off at first, and that created an awkward atmosphere between them for the next four to five months. Um, thankfully t- for Ashling, uh, the task was not to wank Alex off, but it might have been a bit worse. What she got might not have been as good as she'd hoped for. Uh, the task is <clears throat> give Alex a special cuddle. Oh, fuck off, Siri. Um, yeah. While he yells at Siri, I will say that there's nothing wrong with Ashling's reaction, but I do think it's very interesting because throughout every series of Taskmaster to date, and I think a lot of them afterwards, we've never had a contestant react in that manner to something like, like, uh, like even in the same episode, Sally Phillips just immediately went immediately went in the other direction and actually asked Alex if he had a change of clothes. And I can't think of another contestant who has ever reacted like in a way that it's genuinely not like in a way that they thought that something untoward was going to happen, which I just, I just think it's interesting to note because this is, I think, the only time it's happened too, unless something happened in a later season. That because, and I, I, props to Alex for making such a welcoming atmosphere on the show that no one's ever had that reaction before. Because there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just, I'm very surprised that with all the weird ass, stupid shit that Alex makes people do, that no one's ever. For like been, I'm not comfortable with this task. Anyway, um, so first out to give Alex a special cuddle is Nish Kumar. He's covered from head to toe in pillows, and yeah, he looks like he's got a fat suit on. Um, what I love is he also Nish's- in he also instinctively wanted to get naked when presented with the task, which Nish reminds me of David Correos. From Taskmaster yes. NZ, um, they're both like chaotic. They're both chaotic fail- failures who are absolute loose cannons. Yeah, Nish has big chaos energy. <laughs> anyway, 
what Nish has to do, because Alex is so much taller than him, is he has to stand on a box, and then he wraps Alex in the blanket, and he the cuddle is very, very special. Very special indeed. Yeah. Although the Alex says he doesn't like it because the cuddle was too hot, and he likes his cuddles to be room temperature. Mm-hmm. Um... Would you have liked to get this cuddle, Joe? I'm going to be real with you. None of the cuddles in this task I would have enjoyed in the slightest, except maybe Mark's. You seem, I mean, obviously feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but you strike me as the type of guy who just doesn't like physical contact. Oh, no, that's absolutely incorrect. These just all are shitty physical contact. I'm a very touchy-feely affectionate person, None of these are enjoyable, touchy-feely, affectionate contact. Also, I just want to say that when Joe says he's a touchy-feely, affectionate person, he means within the consent of all other parties. Yeah, not like that, you pervert, dirtbag, <laughs> whatever. Well, you know what I meant. Ashling comes out dressed as the sexy Cuddlebot 5000, newest model on the market. Uh, says a bunch of weird things that I didn't make track of, and she tries to suck Alex off with her arm. Because her arm is, like, wrapped with, like, is, like, in a heating duct. Like, it's in a paper tube, and she brings it down. Alex opens his eyes when Ashling comes in, because she told him to keep his eyes closed. And they'd moved furniture into the lab to make it someplace that, like, he could sit down. And he just opens his eyes, and a concerned look emerges on his face, and does not leave for the entire rest of the task. Nope, it does not. Alex once again, is thrust into an awkward situation he cannot recover from. Yeah, Ashling would later say in, during the studio segment that she did misjudge the entire situation. Uh, Ashling, Ashling's alert, which I respect, but when she's put under pressure like this, sometimes she can overthink it too much. Yeah... I, I might be wrong, but I currently f I feel like Ashling might be single. It's not a judgment I'm willing to make without without knowing her a bit better. Actually, let me let me Google Ashling B. Maybe it'll say on her Wikipedia page. Keep keep talking while I do this. Uh, Sally, um, in what might be a special cuddle for the wrong reasons lies on top of Alex and starts showering with him and food, and the poor man looks so uncomfortable. He gets a bread-eye mask, he gets lettuce leaves thrown all over him, and chocolate smothered across him. And it's... If I was Alex, I would be fucking scarred for life. I mean, it is definitely... I The number of times Alex has been traumatized with a cake on this show is too many. And also, I googled Ashling B. I do not know if she is in a relationship and so i won't comment on that but uh yeah sally phillips definitely goes the hard in the opposite direction of ashling in which she is going to enjoy herself even if alex really doesn't well yeah i, I was trying to think of something witty to say and couldn't. Anyway, we have one... No, I was, we have two people left. Uh, 
uh, Mark uh, takes Alex by the River Thames and he cuddles Alex while showing him a picture of his wife. Um, Alex's wife. Alex's wife. Yeah. Not Mark's wife, Alex's wife. I mean, yeah. Uh, what I want, I wanted to say something, but I don't, I think it might not have been as funny in my head and not as appropriate. But anyway, yeah. um, it's very picturesque, uh, quite cute and romantic. Um, I feel like if it wasn't two fully grown married men that are both comfortable in their own lives, it would have been okay. Although well, it's Mark, also, Mark and it's Alex also, have been friends for for longer than I've been alive. So it's also it really can't funny really be taken out of context at this point. It's also really funny because it took because they had what 20 minutes to do this. It took them almost 15 minutes to actually get everything out to the bank of the Thames. And so it's a really not lengthy cuddle for the amount of effort put into it. And then also it's really funny because Mark had to Google how to cuddle someone, which, uh, which, you know, Mrs. Watson, I'm so sorry. And then, uh, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's very funny. And, and it, it, he means well. He means well. I'll give him that. It's just the execution wasn't quite there. And then we get on to Mr. Mortimer. Yes. Bob Mortimer, who already is one of the most odd, most complicated, I was going to say odd, that's not fair, complicated people in the world. Um, He wants Alex to get into the boot of his car and in the boot of a car, his car, there's a banana and some deodorant. Uh, Bob gets in first, and then Alex gets in so that Bob is big spooning him. And Alex shuts the car boot lid, and they just stay there for a while. And if I was Alex, I would be extremely scared. There's a spray of deodorant at one point, which concludes the special cuddle. And some things to note here is that, first of all, Bob Mortimer has apparently wanted to have an excuse to get into the trunk of his own car since the day he bought it. That's number one. Second thing, um, this is this is just a note, an observation. Bob Mortimer drives an Audi A8L TDI, which is the long wheelbase version of the A8 with a diesel, and it's effectively the best sedan you can buy as an Audi. Um, and then furthermore, it took 14 minutes to get Bob's car into position to do the task because there's 14 minutes showing on the timer when they open up the trunk lid, because, which you can kind of see because there's a, uh, a camera that has been placed in the trunk of the car already, although I don't know what exactly it would have seen. But um, it's... Also, Bob's saying, have you seen the Muffin Man to Alex? Which was very emotional because his father worked in baking, I think, was what he said. I mean, probably. I don't know. This is... Bob Mortimer is a very eccentric individual for whom every story 
just continues on in methods that in manners that you wouldn't understand. I could, I could listen to Bob talk for hours. I can listen to to uh, would you uh, would I lie to you? Just completely descend into anarchy with Bob there. I mean, to be honest, I st- obviously I love Bob on Would I Lie to You, but I still prefer David Mitchell. Well, actually, no. There's a new Bob Mortimer story out on um, Would I Lie to You that I just saw it last night on Reddit. Um, it's it's another one, and David Mitchell's going there thinking, and he actually says at one point to his like co-star, who's obviously never been on the show before, it's like, this is Bob. Anything can be true. Anything can be true. Anyway. And um, it's my favorite thing ever. David Mitchell has learned not to question Bob Mortimer. I mean, David Mitchell's a smart man, but he, he, Bob, he it takes him a long time to process things. Um, anyway, we should do the scores. So, yes. Bob. Bob's extremely special cuddle, if quite scary, gets five. Sally's absolute carnage gets four. Uh, Sexy cuddle, Bob 5,000 gets three. And Mark and Nish um, both get two because, yeah. Um, So, do you want to do Taskmaster Joe for this? Yes, I would. Three, two, one. To Taskmaster Joe. So, actually, I agree with Greg most of the way down the list. Uh, Bob gets first. Uh, Sally gets second because it's okay. Bob gets first for understandable reasons. Sally gets second for it's definitely special. We're not going to get into which kind of special, but it was special. Um, after that, um, I'm going to give Mark and Ashling a joint fourth because neither of them managed to nail the execution of it again for very different reasons. And then Nish's was just sad. And so that one goes in last place. Nish's was just not great. It was, you know, dog shit. I wouldn't go that far. It's, it's just, it was really, really there. It it it's just it just existed. Hug this man with a couch cushion taped to his chest. You know, this is not special. This is like okay, okay. Sally's would honestly go further down there if it wasn't for the fact that Sally was very clearly enjoying it herself and in my notes i have it was very special for sally so you know kind of defeat defeats the purpose in a way a cuddle is supposed to be special for everyone i i get that but it's one of these things where it's like i don't know what else to do with that one it's just there's so so much going on with that one that it's like okay okay we're just going to put that one in second place and not think about it anymore anywho um task task. number two this one's for me to do I love this one 
it is so much fun this one uh task number two get alex onto dry land as elegantly as possible alex must remain dry you have a maximum of 20 minutes alex will hoist the anchor in 20 mi- in two minutes well in, in case you couldn't tell based off of the fact that i mentioned anchors this and dry land this is taking place in a boat specifically a rowboat in the middle of a lake in where did you say this was emerson you said it last time uh they go to frencham great pond in surrey yes there sussex one of the two anyway uh i get the two mixed up more likely more likely surrey but yeah um, um the I uh, wait I just want to point to, out one one other thing. So Sally says that Alex looks uh brown and by brown I mean tan and it immediately cuts to Nish. Oh joy. It's like when Greg says in series 1 that some of the contestants have got uh extremely angry and then it cuts to Romesh. Romesh. Yes. Yes. Um then uh we should also mention that Alex has rowed them out into the middle of the lake when before presenting them with this task. Uh, they will also be scored on speed and elegance, but this was not said in the task. Alex explained that to them afterwards. And in the boat, there are many different implements, almost all of them useless. Um, an oven, oven mitts, a leaf blower, a frying pan, an umbrella, a canvas bag that has tasco written on it which is a nice little pun an umbrella no i said that one already what else was there do you remember what was there um did you mention the coconut no and no, the movie directors um the mo- yeah, yeah there also bob mortimer had a satsuma with him which wasn't mentioned it's just sort of there in a couple shots <laughs> it no no i rem- someone posted about this on reddit they're just much like Mel Gedroyd taking the wax seals off of all of the uh, task envelopes throughout season four, uh, Bob just has an orange with him throughout most of the uh, most of the VT tasks and some of the studio tasks for no good reason other than a visual background gag. But um, yeah, so again, a bunch of mostly useless implements that that uh will really not help anybody um the umbrella more so than anything everybody tried to use the umbrella as a sail and nobody got it to work so um starting off with uh ashling and mark they both are just sitting in the boat trying to let the wind take them closer to shore as they fuddle futz around with the umbrella and stuff and the, they drift into reeds on opposite sides of the lake uh, Mark is on the right, is on the left side from the camera's position, and Ashling's on the Ashling's on the left. And um, they both eventually just decide that the best way to do it is to just get out of the boat and walk it to the shore, which is what I would have done from the beginning. Actually, I would have just gotten out and I would have just swam or walked and pushed it across yeah i feel like that's this is one of the sacrifices that people you have to make and some people did um yeah 
Um, uh, Mark makes a bigger sacrifice than Ashling does because Mark jumps in fully clothed. I don't know if he took his shoes off first, but he definitely didn't take off his jeans. And so he wades up in denim and pushes the boat to the dock and helps Alex get out. Ashling uh, strips off her trousers, which uh, we should note that Ashling's one of the only contestants to have like a character wardrobe for this season and she's wearing a uh, bright green tracksuit top and bottoms and she takes off the tracksuit bottoms green most likely for ireland yes to reveal that she is wearing flower print underwear and uh she she uh walks the boat onto shore gets up on the on the dock and then immediately dances around while saying dignity intact dignity intact Hence giving the us the episode's episode title. title even though she's a grown woman dancing around in her underwear that <laughs> dignity is long since gone away uh, it took Ashling 8 minutes 22 to complete her task uh, Mark took 17 minutes and 45 seconds. His excuse for this was that the winds were so strong they almost blew him to France. We Which should point out they were, on an in, they were on an inland lake. Yes. Uh, following this, Bob and Sally. Again, the umbrella is used to not really any success. Uh, Bob tries to fill the Tasco bag with heavy implements and then use it as like a seagoing version of a grappling hook almost where he throws it into the water and then tries to pull the boat towards it. Oh, did we mention that this episode was recorded on Bob's birthday? Or this second no, we at did. least? No, we uh, didn't. Bob's, so Bob's task was filmed on his birthday. which And he said he turned 58, so it would have been uh, May 23rd, 2017. Yes. Yes, and then, um, but Bob was not successful on his birthday. He uh, he could not get it. He resorts to using the uh, the bullhorn as a paddle. Uh, Sally, meanwhile, comes up with what is deemed to be the most elegant solution, which is that she takes a pool cue because that there was also a pool cue in the boat, and basically punts them along like she's doing like a Venetian gondola off the bottom of the uh, off the bottom of the lake it she does it in 10 minutes 12 seconds which is not the uh, the shortest but it is the most elegant uh, Bob yep. meanwhile does it in uh, 12 minutes and 37 seconds uh, meanwhile Nish Kumar in a surprising move considering that he really thought that now that's what I call Nish's laugh would bring him in any points at all um, uses a leaf blower as a as a propulsion method because the leaf blower was there and the nozzle for the leaf blower was there but they were separated and nobody else seemed to do this and so but nish finds both of them puts it together and then just sticks the leaf blower off the edge of the boat and uses it in the water as like a water jet and pushes them to shore in four minutes and five seconds um, however, he does suffer on the elegance front, first of all, by his pants slipping and showing off his butt crack as he helps Alex out of the boat. Uh, 
Which leads and to one of my that, favorite interactions uh, of the series. I can feel the wind on my butt crack. I can see the wind on your butt crack. You can see the wind on my butt crack. A little bit. And then, uh, furthermore, we get the cry of the elegant man at the end of this, which is Nish standing on the uh, on the dock and screaming, How do you like them apples? Should we just put is- the ep- uh, not make not make it the episode's title, but uh, maybe the description? How do you like them apples? Yeah, we could do that. Because I what I what if if you I used to like write full blown descriptions of the episodes for their stream. Oh yeah, no, I stopped. I stopped doing that ages ago too. I think maybe what we should just do. I'll go back and edit them, but maybe just like an iconic quote from the episode. I think we should just do that going forward. It can show us yeah. slowly tailing off. But yeah. anyways, let's get back into the episode. Um, um, the scores now. for this task. Uh, Nish, Nish wins. Nish gets a very rare five points. Sally Phillips gets four. Ashton gets because- three. Uh, Bob gets two. And Mark, despite not getting all the way to France, uh, gets one point. I should say that Sally got that second place finish because hers was more elegant than Ashling's, even though Ashling took shorter to do so. That's why it was scored in the way it was. Uh, Next up is a basketball-themed task. And for this most American of sports, we're going to have Emerson do it. Yay. Um, Anyway, so VT task three. Get the basketball through the hoop without using your hands. And what's a rule that's established pretty quickly is that they cannot use gloves or anything that could be interpreted as gloves for the sake of this task. And upon hearing this, Sally Phillips gets out of her chair and attempts to leave. I still think that's bullshit. I still think that whole thing is bullshit. I'll fight someone on that. Anyway, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I just had to yawn, hence why I didn't say anything immediately. Um, so, paired up together first are two of Alex's favorite verbs, Bob and Mark. So, um, I'll quickly talk about Bob first. Bob uh, kicks it a few times, and then he puts it in a traffic cone and uses a ladder to dump the ball in via the traffic cone, and he does so in just under three minutes. Which, and... uh, I would like to point out that in far as un- this, both of these tasks had unsafe tools used, uh, Bob instead of using like a more modern folding ladder gets this like old fashioned wood, wood ladder straight up and down ladder, which he braces on the round pole of the basketball hoop, which just, it's like this. How did you not die Mortimer? How did you or not at least die? end up in hospital? Yes. Uh, Mark least- um, uses the ball, uses two buckets to pick up the ball and then he gets a what's this thing called again? Okay, so Mark a commode gets, on wheels. That's it. Yes, it is literally the most Unstable dangerous thing. thing you could get because not only is this a chair on wheels, this is a chair on wheels that is used in medical settings for people to take a dump through. So there is a hole in the center of this chair that you and he is standing on it. So this is just like going from bad to worse. And again, somehow he doesn't die, but he manages it. And uh, yeah, what Greg points out is Mark gets the commode on wheels from the shed, 
which is also where Bob gets his ladder. And Mark does not think to even attempt to get the ladder. Yeah, this is like, you know, not o- not OSHA approved. More like oh shit approved. I like that. Um, Mark's time is not given, I think. No, it's not. It's really weird. Neither of them are given at the end of their VT segments because... Bob, Bob does get they, his time after Ashling. Well, no, Bob, Bob's is mentioned later, but for some reason they just sort of cut to Greg going to a commercial break. And so I guess they must. this must have just been an editing error on the part of whoever does Taskmaster because, like, they almost cut Greg off mid-sentence. They almost cut the, the section off mid-sentence to go to the commercial break, and then it's just never picked up again. They go straight into Ashling and Sally's section after they come back from the commercial break. Speaking of, um, Sally uses wellies. As well, she tries to use leaves first. Well, she uses leaves first, but she ends up using wellies. Gets a chair to make herself taller, just stands on the chair and dumps the ball in using the wellies. Uh, in two minutes, five, but is DQ'd for using gloves. I, Ashley I gets think a cr- that's bullshit. I think that's utter bullshit. That, that Sally is DQ'd because the wording of this specifically says could reasonably be construed as gloves. So there's a couple things to take apart of this reasonably and gloves. I would not reasonably construe a pair of boots to be, to be gloves. Although I can understand that maybe hand coverings was more what they were going along the lines of. However, they didn't say that they said gloves, gloves are Handwear with five specific finger hole with five specific outlined fingers, fingers, and more to the point, they're not boots. So I wouldn't reasonably construe them to be gloves, and I wouldn't consider them gloves at all. Therefore, by very strict textual reading of this, it counts, and it's bullshit that they did that. It's not that she's DQ'd. Because that's not reasonably construed as gloves. It's it's wrong. Are you finished? Yes. Okay. It's bullshit. Now I'm right. You all know it. Also, during this time, they do say that Bob got two minutes and fifty nine during his. Uh, oh, and Alex Ashling, sorry, uh, gets three minutes eight seconds, and she shouts. Did we did we say what Ashling did? She got yeah, a she, rake and oh, a crutch. Oh, she stands to, on a she gets a sta- gets a crutch and a rake. Stands on a wheelbarrow, plucks it in. Uh, nothing yes. too special. Uh, and now we move on to Nish Kumar. So Nish takes the basketball and he attempts to kick it in. He looks at the hoop, he kicks it, and it goes in. And Nish has a double celebration. (laughs) He celebrates in the VT like he has just won the lottery. And he celebrates in the studio the exact same way. It is sort of like when, uh, in in terms of the celebration, Joe Wilkinson's potato throw. Yeah. 
And that was such a great shot that we all want to see it again. Can we see that again? And then they show um, Mish's 52 attempts to get the ball in. <laughs> now, I want to say, uh, I'm really, I, I'm actually quite glad we're doing uh, a re-recording of this episode because in the time we did the first recording, and now, I listened to the official Taskmaster podcast covering this episode, which Nish Kumar himself was on. Fuck you, Ed Gamble. Um, so... Nish talks. Nish has said that this moment here is one of the uh, is like one of, if not the only scripted moment in Taskmaster, because the, I pro- would, the producers I would told the, produ- the producers told him that they were just going to show uh, Nish's attempt of him getting it in first, uh, so which would be followed up by his immense celebration, and that he would have to celebrate alongside that. And then he's, so he's celebrating knowing that he's got to sit there and watch the 51 other attempts. And you can see Alex at one point goes to get a chair. And I think, yes. I think I, 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 I mentioned this last time. It's such a good thing on the part of the camera crew because during Nish's like 50 odd attempts, Alex gets bored and sits down. But in the time when when Nish gets it in, they've managed to block the shot in such a way that Nish is standing directly in between Alex and the camera. So Alex can't be seen, so they can't so that it looks like Nish did it first try and Alex just not in the shot. It's seamless and it's great. Hands heads off hats off to the camera crew. Yeah, it, it's it's like the um, under the table clues for yeah. the build a bridge task. Yeah, they're, they're all censored at the beginning, but once they're uncensored, you can't unsee them. Yeah. Anyway, if scores. Um, oh, I should say this took Nish twenty eight minutes. I think I told it. It took anyway. It takes Nish twenty eight minutes and nineteen seconds, which you think would land him in last place, but not only does he not get in last place. He is not, he doesn't even get just one point. He gets two points because Sally is DQ'd. Bob gets five, Ashling four, and Mark three. Nish also claimed the ball was racist twice. Uh, Yeah, and he, Nish Nish says like something about him being brown and the ball not going in and just finding some sort of parallel between the two. Do we want to just play that soundbite? It's such a good soundbite. Yeah, yeah. He claimed the ball was racist twice. <laughs> you cannot be playing that card during this game. Every time. As I say, I was just seeing the facts as they were in front of me. I am brown. The ball was not going in. Quid pro quo. Racist ball. And I get I'm playing them slightly out of order, but I want to play this one too. Well, well, well. <laughs> Looks like last in PE, first in PE. <laughs> I love that one. Anyway, um, so with just the live task to go, it's tight. It's tight on the leaderboard. Bob Scott fourteen, Ashling, Mark, and Sally all of twelve, and Nish is ten. It's anybody's game, except except um, Nish. Except I mean, Nish. If, if there's a tiebreaker task, hang on, no. 
it, 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 Nish can't, Nish couldn't win. If one of Bob would have to come last, even if Bob came last, one of the other two would come second and they would get 16 and Nish could get 15 max. So he wouldn't win. Um, anyway, you're to take the live task. Yes. So, um, we are, we find our contestants seated on the stage with bowls of fruit next to them. They're all surrounding a central, I think it's a fishbowl. And they are all tasked with not leave. The task is you may not leave or move your chair. You may not throw your fruit. Fastest wins. You have to get one item of fruit into the fishbowl. So there are also partial pipes and tape and pipe connectors and other such things next to the bowls of fruit. I think there's also like billiard cues, stuff like that. Um, uh, and we just see, you know, a bunch of comedians who definitely didn't get PE or critical thinking A levels, and they are just uh, trying to figure out how this works. Uh, Mark, you know, tries to get a fruit in, and he eventually he takes like a partial pipe and sort of flicks a piece of fruit into the bowl and it's deemed later to not be a throw because he flipped. It was like a flick, which I guess is different. Um, Bob takes a billiard cue and spe- and spears a pear and manages to get it in leading Nish to shout. Sally um, is frantically trying to tape together pipes with duct tape and absolutely did not know that there was uh, pipe connectors present. And yeah, it's just quite looks, funny. Looks so defeated when this come when this is made when she re- is told about them and it's just and then uh, she gets hers in and then actually they ran out of time and Ashling did not get hers in at all because Aww. this is a very edited live task because most of the live tasks we've had so far take. You know, normally they're set a time limit of around 100 seconds for some reason. And in this case, there's apparently no time limit because it took Bob, it took Mark 12 seconds, Bob 20 seconds, Nish a minute nine, and Sally three minutes 40 to get their fruits in. But it's absolutely not presented in that way. It all looks like it went in like a hundred seconds like normal. And it's only after we get that, that we realize that this was deeply edited down. Um, Ashling more to the point does get a DNF, but they feel that if they'd allowed her to go on for longer, she would have gotten it. So she gets a single point. For Can doing I just say, I think this might be our shortest episode ever. I think we might have one. That's a little bit shorter. Like we're going to be beating this by maybe a couple of minutes. Well, I wouldn't mind keeping uh, the episodes from now on a bit shorter because, yeah, it's it's less editing work for me. In yeah, um, yeah, we can try. Um, also, so, shorter yeah. episodes, shorter podcast episodes in general tend to do better. I want a twenty-four hour podcast. We do the well, entire season in one go. We could do charity live stream events where we stream a single season of Taskmaster at once. We could do that. We could have a watch along. I, I do want to do uh, watch alongs of various TV shows. Yeah. 
we could we could totally do that um but uh, although they would have to be extremely unedited oh yeah no i i present myself as though i'm never to be edited but um anyways uh bob does in fact get his name sung by Catherine the opera singer which we will play at the very end and i don't really have anything else for this episode um neither do i to be honest nope that is then i guess the end of this episode thank you very much for uh for watching uh, or listening, thank you very rather. much for well, they could watch it on YouTube, but thank you very much for watching and listening. And supporting uh, us with and supporting by listening us, to us by listening to it. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, but if you hit that follow bu- follow button, I'll find you and kill you. Um uh because uh we don't like that on this channel. Also, please do let us know in email or a YouTube comment. Or if you can figure out how to comment on Spotify or Google Podcasts, I don't know how, but if you can, I feel like if you want let us, to, you're you're going to do the Patreon, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to say let us know if you want us to do a Patreon, but also very critically, please also let us know if you don't want a Patreon. And if because, you do want a Patreon, let us know what you would like to see on it. Yes, and also because, you know, yeah, just let us know sort of what you what you want. That's actually a much better thing than I was going to say. I was going to say something else. Um, but is there anything that you would be interested in doing, Emerson? Well, I wouldn't mind watch-alongs. Um, um, at some point, maybe we might cover some international Taskmasters. Yeah, like, I we, would we like could to- We could make Taskmaster New Zealand a Patreon only. Yeah, or something like that. Um, yeah, because I it's it's hard for us to make money from this because uh, the website we're using to produce to distribute this um, does not allow monetization outside of the U.S. Which one is that? Uh, Anchor. Okay, um, and our YouTube channel has not reached the point where we can put ads on it. So might not. Uh, might not. No, no, it, no, no. Maybe we can get sponsors. We can get sponsors, but you know that will require them reaching out to us. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see about that. I mean, maybe when we re- if, when we reach two thousand listens in total, someone might take us seriously. That being said, if you ever hear me shilling for Squarespace or like a mattress company or something. I don't support that. I just like, I'll just say what they want because they pay me. Although I, I would like to be supported by a company that actually like, lets us just say whatever about their product. Not, not one of these, I sleep on this mattress that I clearly have never heard of before 10 minutes ago. It's always, it's always hilarious listening to those. Indeed it is. Anyway, um, it's not even 10 o'clock here, so I can just chill for a bit. Yeah, we did this early for once because I got out of work early because there's like a level two snow emergency outside. Yeah. Which is really bad. We're getting like three inches of snow in in the middle of the day. 
I mean, it doesn't really snow here, but yeah. Um, folks, we shall see you next week. Yes, we shall. Goodbye. Bye.